Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Arsenal are walking in a winter wonderland. What a turnaround! He's come up with it. The Scorpion touch. Olivier Giroud. When you saw Mkhitaryan do it, he said we'd never see it again. Hello everyone and welcome to the Canon Crested Arsenal podcast. Um I hope you're I hope you're doing well. Um how are you seems to be all of a sudden when someone says how are you uh, it seems to be one of the most difficult questions anyone can ask you right now because obviously there's so much going on in the world and just asking someone how they are if they really tell you it might uh, <laughs> It may require like a whole hour to just listen to how everybody is, but um, I hope you're holding up well. That's all I can say. Because uh, personally, well, I'm struggling, but what can I do? Uh, so I hope you're well, and uh, football is about to return, and maybe that would take uh, at least a few hours of uh, our time away from from everything that's happening, and maybe we can get some joy from that. But uh, let's see how this goes. So welcome to the podcast again. And I uh, have with me on the pod today, Ima Wachiku, uh, who is at Ima underscore Wachiku on Twitter. Uh, hi, Ima. How are you? I'm fine. Good afternoon, Simon from Nigeria here. Um, just a little correction. It is Ima Wachiku underscore. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ima Wachiku underscore. Yes, yes. Good, good, good. How are you? So you see, you're fine. Yeah, you're fine. You're good. No response. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, pretty difficult time for a lot of people. As if, we, as if we didn't have to deal with the whole uh, coronavirus and the lockdown and the effects on jobs and things like that. We now have to deal with all the Black Lives Matter protests that, that's happening all across. Yeah, because sometimes you just want to switch off from these problems, but they are right in your face. So, for instance. When you're watching a football game now, it's hard to switch off from anything because you're looking directly at the stands. The stands are empty. That's an effect of the coronavirus. Now the Premier League players are going to be playing with uh, Black Lives Matter at the back of their shirts, fighting for 12 matches or something, or for 12 games. I'm not particularly sure. So it's pretty much staring you at you at the fa- in your face like these are all the issues that we have to deal with now. And if you add the fact that if your if your team doesn't win, that's like just an extra issue that you have to deal with. So it's a lot. It's a lot that we're going to be taking in in the next few weeks now. So so I hope I hope you you have a lot of um, reserve energy for what's coming. Yeah, well, it's it's um it is what it is. Like 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 some people would say. Yeah. Uh, you know, on on the flip side, it's you don't know how much. I'm not sure anyone can really put a value to how much of a relief it is to see football back. Mm. Um, yes, we would have loved to see the fans in the stands because the, it's it's a major component of the game. Yeah. Um, there, there's, a, there's a different there's a different vibe that comes from watching the game live, different from watching it on, on TV. But mm. uh, it, it is for for our lives that have stumbled for the last five six months. Um, it, it is a major, it's a huge step that yeah. we can, can get back to some semblance of, of normality. Mm. Uh, it's a huge, huge step. I, I can't, 
I can't wait to see football. God knows, I've watched every kind of game. Um, I've, I've watched every kind of football game. Right now, I'm even watching Espanol. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I'm good. There's some part of that. I, was, I had that um, pencil that I, I was I was going to ask you and and all, but like you said, uh, we can't wait to get to some some what some some form of normalcy. I think many countries are beginning to enter different phases of um, different phases of of restoring normalcy. Right, and uh, so like where, where I currently am, we we are we have uh, four phases, and we're just starting phase one tomorrow, where twenty percent of people will have to go back to work, and hundred percent of people won't go back to work till September, and pretty much that's when the airports will be open as well for everybody to come in. I I haven't seen my family since January, so it's it's extremely extremely psychologically depressing. And for some of people like us, right? So there's this extreme. There's this extreme. There are people who have lost their jobs, which is really, really sad because of COVID. There are people who have died, which is really, really sad because of COVID as well. But there's a section of people like us where, okay, well, you have jobs, but we can't travel. It doesn't mean you're not depressed, but you cannot be too depressed because someone someone else is worse than you. So you're just there in a bubble somewhere. That's so that there's a section of people like us like that who are just uh, in the middle, like, like migrants, <laughs> and we can't really express how we feel because you don't want to be too um, disrespectful to people who have either lost lives or lost their jobs and things like that. But I really can't wait so to to get back to 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 just be normal again. Anyways, that's. Uh, coronavirus and i really don't want to bring anybody else down football is supposed to bring us back up so let's get to the football so football is back yeah you've been watching you've been watching football right so how much of it have you watched i i particularly have been watching the german league and um i started obviously i'm like a partial 20 percent i support dortmund because i don't understand how anybody's going to support bayern right now because they're, they're winning the league they've won the league seven straight times if you're going to be if you're going to start adopting the german league now and you start supporting dortmund what kind of experience do you want to have uh, sorry bayern so I, I chose dortmund and it didn't take up to three weeks for them to just crash out of the competition <laughs> and bayern is going to win the league again but it's been good just watching watching a different a different um, um vibe i really liked i really liked watching dortmund i enjoyed them and uh, they're, they're a club that have like a very, very great fan base. And even without the fan base, you can see the quality of the football that makes those fans come to that stadium every time, every time. So you you have been watching German or uh, Spanish. Which which have you focused on? I started with the German league and then um, I added the Spanish league to the bouquet. Mm. Um, and interestingly, we share a few things in common. Well, um, l- let me say that unlike you, I've always been a fan of Bayern um, Borussia Dortmund. Oh, cool, cool. Way, 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 way long ago, um, as early as um, as in the nineties, mm. I. So it's and this is the interesting thing about me. Um, I I grew up. I learned watching football from my father. Mm. Um, my father taught me that football is supposed to be an entertainment, and mm. it's an entertainment sport. Um, I I learned about the business side of football. The whole victory side of football later my foundation was about entertainment so i mm. naturally have a soft spot for teams that set out to um play with flair freedom creativity you know the mm. the typical one touch dutch football I, i'm a huge fan of the dutch football i'm a huge fan of the dutch football um the early early days dutch football i'm a huge fan so 
it wasn't so difficult for me to fall in love with with Bayern Munich, even though I knew that Dortmund was the better, um, well-drilled team. Dortmund, I mean, sorry, Bayern always had this winning mentality in them. Mm. You could see it, it's a culture to win, mm. do whatever it takes to win. But Dortmund, for me, um, spoke to my my football ideals. Um, Dortmund mm. for me spoke to my football ideals. So it was easy to fall in love with Dortmund. I admire Bayern. But I'm in love with Dortmund. So when 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 football came back, it was an easy pick um, to watch. So I practically watched every almost every of the Dortmund games. I watched a couple of the Bayern games. I watched a couple of the Le- Le- Leipzig game. Leipzig is another team. Yeah, that, uh, they're, they're good as well. That, that yeah. Embodies those ethos I, I love in football. So sometimes, yeah. you know, this, this bias just plays naturally. For the first time I saw Leipzig about uh, four years ago, I just fell in love with the way. They play, they play football and then so I've seen a couple of games and I tell you it's it's been uh, it's been so exhilarating and then for the Spanish league I absolutely love this artificial fan noise that they, they brought into into their TV it, it gives it gives me the vibe and with the way the stand is mm. um, if you if you were if you don't know if you don't know that we're in coronavirus era you'll be tempted to believe that there are real fans. In the stands who are watching so um i i love what the the europeans are doing in trying to um work out the walk through all of mm. this it's, it's beautiful i can't imagine how the french are feeling right now um, yeah they, that's another angle yeah but it's to shut down but I, i'm sure they have their reasons and man. they also give them room to prepare um it's it's a risk the other clubs have taken um, but it is a risk that they had to take because of the financial implications of shutting down um, top leagues like the German league, the Spanish league, the English league. It's it's pretty too expensive for the clubs who are already in a financial mess due to the coronavirus. But give or take, the, the football hasn't been bad. The football has hasn't really really been bad. Um, like I said, I'm I'm just watch, I'm watching as I'm having this part. My a part of. My attention is, is at uh, my TV screen watching um, Espanol versus uh, Alves. Uh, Espanol mm. is leading by two goals to Neil. Now Alves is down by a man. But you you see the quality of the game. They, they are playing as though there's no coronavirus. Yeah. You only they feel can... the coronavirus on the bench. And, it's, it? play. and it's it's just a, a new lease of life. It's, it's so... It gives hope. It, it gives hope to a whole lot of us that... Um, um, coronavirus won't wipe us away. It gives hope that we'll get back to normal. It gives hope that um, we may be hitting a turning point in in our fight against this um, this strand of uh, the coronavirus. And so it, it's it's all, all all in all, there are a whole lot of positives to take. And if you look at the the Spanish league, Spanish league has a well laid out plan, just as oh. you have in your secular world there in UAE. The Spanish league has yeah. got a well laid out plan. To start allowing fans coming 10%, 20, um, 50, 70, and 100. So um, it, it's beautiful to see. I can't wait for the kickoff of the of the Premier League with um, the, I think it's Aston Villa, if I'm mistaken, Aston yeah, Villa game. Aston and Villa. then later, later the Man City Arsenal game on the 17th. And then we'll see how, how we take it from there. Football has got to come back. Life has to move on with normal. We, we, we can't shut down the world. Um, because of coronavirus, it, it has taken so much from us. It's time to take back our lives.
Yeah, exactly. Just just focus on on the football as well. So you 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 have adapted to the to the whole atmosphere thing, and um, a lot of people like personally, I, I feel like um, I'm indecisive as to whether I would want the whole crowd noise or without the crowd noise without the crowd noise thing. I'm kind of enjoying the the whole without the without the any artificial noise um, because it just gives you a different. Like it gives it brings a different realization to where we currently are, and and I think the best example of it was um, the game has now played the friendly has now played um, uh, a few days ago. What who did we play against? We lost to Brentford. Uh, who, who was that? who? Brentford. Uh, Brentford, exactly. Yeah, and that that there's a goal where Ateta was screaming Gwendouzi's name. So I'm looking forward to hearing stuff like that where you would see the coach or you could hear the coach actually try to force someone to do something and they just do the direct opposite or they don't carry out that instruction properly. I'm looking forward to things like that. Um, I've enjoyed the, the, the conversations from the German League because I, I just turn off um, audio from... I just turn off the crowd noise from, from my end. But and uh, but there, because of the language barrier, you can't really understand what they're saying. But in England, you would we would hear more uh, because it's English and we, we can understand what people are, are saying uh, more. So I think it would be enjoyable to to hear um, what's happening on, on, on the pitch itself. Um, another change that's coming to the, to the game is the, is the five substitute thing. And um, what do you think of it? What do you think of the five substitute stuff? And how, how, how much of an effect do you think it would have? I, I, I think the five substitute stuff is, is a brilliant move. Mm. Um, now, and, and again, I've, I've seen some criticisms about about, about it, uh, and I, I think um, some persons. Yeah, so I, I did a I did a course on change management, and one of the things about change is that people tend to, um, because out of fear as to what change brings, mm. they hold on to status quo. Yeah. Now. Uh, We've stayed away from football for um, previous about three months since March, yeah, um, May, June, about three months, and the players have got to train for barely um, two weeks before the first games, yeah, which means that a whole a couple of these players will go down with injury. Yeah. I, I I listened to rather I watched um, at address the press after the Brentford game. Sorry, he had he had a Zoom call after the Brentford game, and he did tell um, Gary Lenica that Arsenal players are nowhere near match fitness, oh. even after the Brentford game. So after two friendly games, they are still nowhere near match fitness, and he mm. said that that should be very evident in the game against Man City. Now, mm. so you will see players drop to muscular injuries and, and the rest of them. The five substitution allows the coach to save a couple of players who quickly get into the red zone. And which, which um, and there is no disruption because you don't still make the changes more than three times. So yeah. you have to make you have to make all five changes in in three with three opportunities. Mm. So I, I I do think football needs it at this point until everything gets back to normalcy. Um, oh. We're talking about playing games without so much intense training because you're trying to do social distancing in training. Yeah. 
you're talking about playing games where players will have to drive themselves to the stadium and back home. Now, so you, you look at all of these scenarios, it is not such an, an, an interesting... These players will be jet-lagged before they... They will have to travel long distances to the games, they get tired, they have to rest and then play games. So I think the fact substitution, it, it, it's, um, it's a brilliant idea. Kudos to FIFA and, and the the IFAB, if I'm not mistaken, um, for, for that brilliant idea. It's a fantastic idea. I think it will help. And we have seen the Germans and the Spaniards implement it. And you you really I don't really don't see I don't see why anyone would be against it. It is it is amazing, it's fantastic, and it is a short something for now, pending when we get back to normal lives for the 2020-2021 season and then move back to move back to the three substitutions. Even with the three substitutions, we have seen instances where players, after three substitutions are done, pick up injuries and they can't continue. They are forced to play with injuries or the team is forced to go down to to, to 10 men so um we, we must evolve the game the game has to evolve with the realities of time and reality of time says that the players need help and it's best we give them help yeah that's that's really um in, in depth i actually just turned on the the alves game right now and the 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 pictures from the stand isn't really bad at all to be honest like you said you <laughs> Maybe you, you can just if you, if you if you just walked into the game like walked into the game your first impression will be like there are fans in the stand but uh, maybe if you look at it then you now realize that it's kind of motionless but it looks really good to be honest and and I guess maybe because in Germany it's it's blank it's mostly it's mostly blank like oh, the Dortmund game it's it's most of times it's there's nothing in it but when I watched the Bayern and Leverkusen game they had um, uh, pictures like this which was good. So it might not be as bad as we think, but uh, really not, nothing can replace um, fans being in the stadium. Just to go back to the five substitution thing, my only, my only slight reservation with the, with the subject is, okay, because I was, I was listening to, um, to Ask Blog, I think, and, and he, was, he was approaching the, it from the perspective that it would favor teams, like, um, teams, like, teams that, are, that do repetitive fouling uh, or teams that are very physical, Will, will be able to benefit from it like Burnley. You play a team like Burnley, you're used to play a team like Stoke, or you play a team like Man City, or you play a team like Pochettino's, um, uh, Pochett like you used to play Pochettino's Spurs, where they do this whole repetitive fouling thing. It means that if I do repetitive fouling um, twice in the first half, maybe I get a, a yellow card for the, for, the, uh, for the third time I do it in the first 10 minutes of the second half. I know that I'm going to get taken off in the 60th minutes and the, the coach has like four options or five options to replace me. So if you have four or five players doing that kind of thing, they all know that in the last 30, last 30 minutes of, of, of the second half, the, the coach can easily just start replacing all of them. So they are more inclined to do it in the first um, the first half and things like that to stop flow of, of the game. Uh, another another angle that I would even look at it from is that it, it there's a tendency that it will benefit teams that have really, really big squads, really qualitative squads. So a team like Man City, right? Man City starts a game. Man City can start a game. Let's assume that they, they don't have any injuries and you keep something like five subs. Man City can start a game without Sane. They can start a game without uh, Mares. They can start a game without Bernardo Silva, Right? Imagine having those kind of three players 
coming against you in the last 20 minutes of the game and then they bring maybe someone like uh, maybe they start with uh, they start with uh, say uh, Aguero and then they bring in Jesus at some point if you have four of those players coming that's a completely different team you're playing and then a team that has the, that kind of quality on the bench for instance Arsenal who, who are you going to bring in you're going to bring in like say Riz Nelson you're going to bring in a Martinelli you're going to bring in uh, maybe Lacazette, uh, Lacazette if he's not starting and then you're going to bring in Eddie and Katia. Uh, the, the variance in quality is a lot, right? So there's a tendency that in my favorite teams that, that that's the way I'm saying it. The tendency that my favorite teams that have like a big, big squad of quality players. And if it's something that is done, if it's something that is, that is done after this whole coronavirus era, I, I wouldn't want to see that because, for instance, if you, if you, if you, have, a, if you have Chelsea, for instance, and you have... Um, you, Chelsea can buy, they have Timo Werner, Werner, I think that's how his name is pronounced, and that's if they complete the deal. They're going to have uh, Giroud, they're going to have uh, Batshuayi, and they're going to have, um, who's, what's the tall guy? The tall, uh, what's his name? Abraham. Abraham, Tammy, exactly. So on a, on, on, if, on, in a normal period, you wouldn't be able to keep those four players happy. You would have to maybe let two go. But if you have five substitutions in the game, you can keep the four of them. And all of them, you can promise them some measure of game time because you're pretty much just going to be switching them after 60, 60 minutes in every game. So it's going to favor teams that have a lot of money and can buy all these kind of quality players and keep on the bench and promise them that they're going to get game time. And why will all schools stop you from buying a Kante and a Pate in the same team, right? Those kind of things. So I think um, even though these um, things like this are the new... New normal. I hate that word, new normal. Even though these kind of things are, are what we're going to be seeing in the next few weeks, I hope it doesn't transcend past this season. And that's just my personal opinion on, on, on it. Yeah. Okay. So, so I, I just quickly, I quickly um, say this, and yeah, uh, it is a fundamental of life yeah. that um, the the haves always dominate the have-nots. Well, it doesn't make for an enjoyable viewing. For instance, I, like like the German league or the Scottish league, you've had one champion for the last eight years. I'm not sure how enjoyable that is for anybody. Like you, you hear what you heard what um, Leno said, and Leno was like, "Oh, so Bayern are going to win again? Oh well, that kind of thing." He was like, everybody just starts the season knowing that Bayern are pretty much going to win because they're the house. They they are the best team in the league. They are the richest team in the league. And anybody who's like, I'm already hearing rumors that Kai Kai Havertz. Is likely to, to move there as well. They're going to sign Sani. Like, haves and haves not, yes, but you still want a fair process now, that so, so creates this, competition. This is, this is it. There's, there's no way you do it, I'll be fair. So if, if we scrap substitutions, if we scrap substitutions... No, I'm not saying scrap substitutions. Hold on, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm coming. If we let's, let, yeah. let us scrap substitutions totally. Bayern <laughs> okay. starts with an 11 that is stronger than... Wolfsburg's team that was stronger than Strasbourg, that's stronger than um, Leverkusen. Yeah. Bayern is still favorized to win. Yes, but the percentage of and winning if, is if low it, because the, the people that can change the game from the bench for Bayern wouldn't be able to come and change that game. Because people are tiring now. The quality of people you can... If you bring in a Mares into... If you bring Mares into any game at 70 minutes... When the other team has players that are tiring out and they don't have the quality of Myers, Myers is going to kill anybody. 
that's the way yeah. I see him. So, so, so if if we if we play a game of eleven, no substitution. Yeah. And then we we, we pitch Aston Villa versus or Bournemouth versus Liverpool. Yeah. You will be shocked. You will be shocked if by forty-five, by sixty minutes, seventy minutes, which is normally the time since I make substitution, mm-hmm. Liverpool and Aston Villa are still goalless. Mm-hmm. They like, oh man, Aston Villa has done so well. Now they've done so well to stay goalless by seventy minutes because you expect that Liverpool would have blown them out of the water. So the, the bottom line again, my point is that unfortunately, that is the balance of life. Now I understand the fact that increasing number of substitution also means that the the man who has flaunt more of the things he has. Which is a very valid it's, argument. He's going to flaunt more. Argument. He can flaunt more and can even acquire more. He now, can acquire more to flaunt. That's now, this, this, is, this is why I think the ads blogs um, position border around paranoia. It is now the, the, the league was clear that this is a procedure that is meant for just the last concluding this league. Yeah, 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 sure. No, I'm just approaching the conversation from the fact that I, no, I, I, I understand, I understand, yeah. I understand that. Now, I, I also think, I also think. That the the smaller things would benefit a lot from this, and I tell you why. I tell you why. Now, so if when when a team like Burnley goes to play against against um, Liverpool, they want to sit back and then defend. They want to chase down every ball and try to win. Now it takes it's harder work to do that than the Liverpool trying to score. Yeah. Because Liverpool is trying to stretch you, Manchester is trying to stretch you, Arsenal is trying to stretch you, but you are running from one end of the pitch to the other, trying to block holes. They would benefit a lot that after defending, after a guy has run the entire pitch for probably 70-80 minutes, he is tired. Now, if you watch those games, these big teams tend to score late goals because the defenders are tired from running around. Now, how much benefit will you come to Burnley that they can Take out five players who are very tired and replace them with five fresh players. Mm. So if we look at it from the angle that Liverpool, Man City could bring in Mares and the rest of them to freshen up their attack. Also, it does not mean that they, because those guys defending cannot bring in five fresh legs mm. to reinforce their defence. Yeah. So it, it works both ways. It really works both ways. But I do think that it is for, for the sake of health, yeah, and how much of a mess will it be if after the first five games, a team like um, Newcastle now has 11 players injured? Yeah. What, what, what is left for them? How, how do they want to play, continue with the league? But the fact that they, they, they have a number of substitutions allow them to tinker and play around and the, the other angle I'm, I, I, I'm happy about is that automatically the young boys coming from the ranks in many yeah. teams now all of a sudden looks like there's opportunity for them to play. Yeah. So for teams, for teams like Arsenal and Down, who 
Liverpool don't have the large squad that Man City... And, and if you look at it, aside Man City and probably Chelsea and Man U, they are no team with large squads. No, I think... I think Man City, Teams no with teams the quality, squads. qualitative large squads. Yeah, there is no team with quality. That's what I remember. Quality last squad. Even Liverpool has practically run on a select fourteen or fifteen players all through the season. Now, of, luckily for them, there is nothing much to fight for. They practically need probably two games to win the title. Then yeah. the the young guys will have time to play. Now, for a, a team like ours now. If you have, we all have followed the training, and we've seen a lot of Metasaka boys coming to join the first team in training. Mm. So there, there is a chance that these players would have two, three, four games to show what they can do, and especially considering the fact that the clubs are going into financial recession, it also gives the manager the opportunity. It also gives the club opportunity to see, okay, we may not necessarily need to cut off our heads. To do transfers, we could have one or two players from the rank who comes up and then do a job for us for the next season while things come back into normalcy. So I, I want to stay on the positive side of things and, and look at the positives. Of course, no, no decision does not have negative. All decisions have got negative. I want to look at the positives. This season is ended. It's, it, this season is, is practically ended. I, 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 I really don't see so much to fight. I think the main fight is in the relegation zone. This season is Almost, almost done. Getting to the Champions League as well. Well, getting to the Champions League. And those teams are evenly matched. Those yeah. teams are evenly matched. And the good thing that has happened is that many teams who had long-term injuries, those players are back. Yeah. Not an injuries to beef up the Hurricane. squad. Hurricane. <laughs> Hurricane is back for Tottenham. Or is very goal against us. Hurricane would have been back this season. But again, if you say Hurricane is back for Tottenham... Rosario Torreira is back for Arsenal. Rosario also have been out for the rest of the season, but Torreira is back for Arsenal. And you know, so all, all of these things um, are also positive that we, we can look out. And um, I, I just want football to come back, and I, I want the players to stay safe. And for, even for those who, who want to, um, players who you want to sell or use for swap deals and transfer window, you don't want them getting injured because it, it could also truncate whatever you're planning to do in the summer with transfer windows. Yeah, yeah. So let, let's let's focus. Let's just focus on focus on the on the team now. Um, Arsenal, basically, um, from what from what we've seen um, from the two games that uh, the friendlies that they played, it looks like uh, or more like uh, uh, let's let's just take it from from section by section. So we're currently ninth in the league, I guess. Um, yes. I, I, last last time I checked, and uh, we are hoping to get back into Europe. I guess I think I say Europe because I think the deal that was signed with the players um, to get the money back—that's the, the the money that they let go—was for Arsenal to get back into Europe or to get back into the Champions League. I'm not sure. I think it's Europe. So let's Champions say that, League. Was it Champions League? Yeah, Champions League. Oh, okay. So let's say that's 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 the target that uh, the club has set for the players. They they need to earn that. Earn the the money that they set aside back if they get into that into that position. So from the defense, obviously Leno. So uh, from the defense, I, I see that uh, Kieran Tierney is back. So it looks like he's going to um, claim that position with uh, Saka. The second game, um, Kolasinac played uh, against um, played the second the second friendly. Uh, Tierney played the first. 
uh, CB pairing. Obviously, that's where all the whole conversation has been. David Luiz, Mustafi, um, Socrates, uh, Pablo Mari uh, holding his back as well. Uh, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure I saw Chambers, but I saw Holding. But I think Chambers is there. And then you have Bellerin. I'm not sure I've seen Cedric Suarez play, but he's there as well. So what do you make of the defence? That's to start with. Uh, what do you make of our defence? And who do you think will be the starting defenders against um, Man City? I, I, I pretty think that... Um... If, if if I have to make a prediction, I think we would have Hector, Luis, Mari, and uh, Tierney start, start up. Um, it's, it's obvious Tierney is is um, is a first choice left back, uh, and then and Kolasinac would definitely be second choice. Saka has his future; it's somewhere else apart away from the defense. But it's it was great to see him put in. An amazing, and I need to put that word again, amazing shift as a left-back. Saka's future it, might be away from Arsenal completely, <laughs> the way things are going. Um, so, I, I, I would, I really, when, when I see how much Arsenal wants him to, to sign up, and when I see how much Aleta puts into coaching, I am, mm. I'm open to seeing what Aleta can do with, with Saka. He's he's barely eighteen. It's not nine. I think eighteen or nineteen. So mm. he 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 has is yet to get on talking about his peak. Mm. So there's a whole lot that can be done. Again, you understand that Arsenal will be looking to, if not for coronavirus and what has done to finances, Arsenal will be looking to improve in the squad in terms of transfers and the rest of them. So, um, mm. like you said, there's a possibility that Saka nails his place in the team. There's a possibility that Saka will have to move elsewhere. That, a whole lot depends on how much the kid um, takes the chances he would get further forward. Um, if it was for the chances, the, what he did as left back, if he was a left back, then you would say sell Kolasinac and keep him. But because he's not a left back, you you know his future should be further forward, and then you begin to wonder what would happen with him. But that, that's that's taken. I, I I do think now this, my my. My biggest challenge in picking the back four is the the right centre back role. You know, I mm. am I'm torn between David Lewis and Kordan Mustafi. Mm, Mustafi really you know, and, 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 um, so, 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 let, let me quickly put this, and, and this is a huge credit to Mikel Arteta, huge credit to Mikel Arteta and his team, huge credit to Mikel Arteta for the third time and his team. Few few months ago, very few of us would have loved to see. Either players turn off for match day. Mm. A few months down the line, we are turned, we are spoiled for choice as to which of them we we should pick up that role. But any either one of them that comes into the role, I think will do will do a good job. Luis is a better leader at the back. He's he's more vocal. He talks more at the back. Um, Mustafi is a better. Pass out of the ball and the short spaces than mm. than Lewis, but which, whichever one comes up, I, I think um, that is where um, Mikel will have to make a decision. I think he's pretty he's pretty locked down on starting a left-footed center defender in that LCB role. So Mari has an edge over any other person in that role. I, I would love to see 
Suarez play within the uh, last um, ten games I, I, or nine games. I, I want to see Suarez play. I want to see what he brings to the table. Hopefully, he brings and some. We forgot to have Midland Niles as well. Hopefully, 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 Cedric brings some some sort of value to a very good value as a as a backup player to the table. And because I I do think we need to sell a couple of players to raise funds, and now is one of those players I would sell or trade in to to get funds or players in. Um, he's younger. He's young. He's got a, lo- a longer time contract. It's English. Um, so with, with nice, you've got a better bargaining chip. Cedric is on a free transfer. He is not a star like in the world. He's not a great A player. So he, he is one you can get in on a very favorable time to, and you want a backup. So if if he's good enough as he was with Southampton, I think he's good enough to be a backup to Hector, and then we we proceed. We are in in dire times financially, so we have to make some very 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 difficult choices and one of those choices i think we should make is if an offer comes if it's an opportunity comes for us to either sell or trade nows for someone we need in the team then we should take that opportunity yeah uh, uh, that, that because i think the defense the defense is is where we saw the most um improvement with uh ateta because under under uh, on emery we are really we're not only considering a lot of goals we also also um considering a lot of shots and um leno was under constant pressure everything was so disjointed about the team about uh, how how the defenders were playing in particular and how the team in totality in totality were defending and and that seems to be where the most improvement has come and now we need to move that improvement improvement further forward into into midfield and 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 attack as well. So just looking at the midfield, um, the com- moving moving the conversation to midfield, I think that's where um, there's a lot of uncertainty around um, around uh, who, who's going to start. I, I'm never really aside from Ozil, I'm really never really sure who is going to play in midfield um, or what Atleta's favorite um, midfield. Will be. I haven't seen a lot of um, of of Zaka in the last two games that we have played, so I'm not sure if he's healthy enough to start. Uh, we also have Torreira who has come back. Uh, we have Guendouzi, who uh, maybe we forgot him, but he kind of fell out with um, Ateta some when during the spring break, and he struggled, but he got back into the team as well. And he's a good player to have around. You have Joe Willock, who has been really, really good um, in the last two games that we have played. Um, but he also has his struggles when he was playing um, during the the start of during the main part of the season. And he's there as well. Uh, we have Ceballos, who also had his issues with Ateta uh, when Ateta joined. But in the last uh, um, games before the, the whole coronavirus thing stopped the play. Ceballos was one of the most improved players under Ateta and was beginning to get game time and we are beginning to see less of uh, less of, of, of um, Gwenduzi in, in the starting eleven. So you have all of that there. And collectively, I think the midfield is pretty average. But how do you think that midfield would fare um, in the, the, the remainder of the season with a special focus Against um, Man City's midfield um, um, on on Wednesday, 
We're playing Kevin De Bruyne, who I think is the best player in the league, actually. So he alone <laughs> is a big worry for, for that midfield. So let me start by saying I totally agree with you that um, we have two departments where we have so much numbers. Mm. It's the midfield and, and the defense, but mm. we have numbers and less quality. Mm. Um, I, I think I, I, was, I was telling somebody that our, our midfielders look identical in terms of quality and ability. Mm. Uh, same level. And it's it's no it's no surprise that the midfield from from all the information we, we've read and uh, I've heard that the midfield seems to be priority for, for Mikel Ateta. Well he, yeah. he was a midfielder, a fine midfielder at that so in, in his playing days. So you can understand why he really wants to revamp that, that midfield. Um, there, there is no creativity or little or no creativity in our midfield. Um, there's little or no two, two things that stands it, the real Arsenal midfield out creativity and control, and, and those things are, are sorely lacking in our midfield for now. So, but that, that, that's for next season, we have to make do what we have now, and this is <clears throat> where I, I think that. Um, Playing against City, we we may again have to depend on the teams we we finish the season with. Unfortunately, Torreira, I don't think Torreira is match fit, so mm. it may be out of out of contention. That we may again see a Xhaka, Ceballos, and, and Ozil Ozil midfield. Mm. Um, I don't. I I really don't know what the level of relationship between. Um, Matthew and, and, and Ateta is. I, I really hope Matthew um, gets his head down and then take, takes to instructions and then fall in line. You know, I, I've seen a whole lot of negative reviews about him and I, I, I think I disagree. He's such, he's such a, a useful player to have in the team. He's got the energy to burn. He's got the aggression. He, what, what he lacks is the quick thinking to make decisions. So he, he, you say he holds on to the ball for maybe just a little bit too long. And these are things that could be coached out of him because he's such a young player who came in from the French second division to play in tough life football. So he, he, nobody expects him to be world-class at, at immediately. But these are players that could put in a shift. For, for when you play a, a team like Man City that's got... <clears throat> So much quality in that midfield. Um, Ikea Gondogan, Fernandinho, um, Devil Silva, Bernardo Silva, Kevin yeah. um, Bruyne. Uh, you, you know that Arsenal would have to chase the ball for most of the time. And yeah, you need, but that's why Gwendoza is ability. You really need one annoying player in the team who could just break up play. And Gwendozi it's it's really good at it. who can break up play, who can win fouls, not give away fouls, who can win fouls. And, and I don't I don't think it's anybody in that team better than Gwendozi at winning fouls. You understand? So again, it, we we sometimes tend to forget the the values he brings to the team. So I, I think these players can can put in a shift in that game. We will not have so much opportunities. Um, so it, it's it's a question of how decisive we are with the chances we get and how compact we are 
um, with, with, um, when, when we are without the ball. City is the litmus test, I think, Ateta needs to measure how far, how, how well he has gone with, with the rebuilding work he's doing. Um, as an Arsenal fan, I'm not really keen on the result. I am more keen on the performance. I want to see how the players set up against a team that is well ahead of them on that path. Um, one thing we need to understand is that, and I accept, is that Ateta is playing the Pep Guardiola script. Ooh. I explain the Pep Guardiola script. He, he, when you watch the way he sets up and watch the way he sets up, they look really, really identical, and aside some few differences. And you know, it was w- watching this that that made me feel that I, I, I told a couple of persons long time ago that I fear for Torreira that he will lose his place, and I, I was shocked when he lost his place. Because I think that we want two more, two attacking-minded players in his midfield than two defensive-minded players. You know, that that's the major difference between him and 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 Unai. So, but let's see how well we 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 have gone when we play on the seventeenth against City. Um, if if we get a draw, it it will be good. If we get a win, it will be a <laughs> massive shot in the arm. It's him. It is possible. I'm not saying it's not possible. Or I'm not, I, and I wish it, it would happen. But I think we stand a chance more from the fact that both players, I think even from a quality perspective, they're they are obviously better than us. But how much of the quality is going to be nullified by the fact that both teams are just coming back from a like a three month hiatus. Exactly. That's what exactly. might give us that's what might give us a slight chance uh, exactly. if there's any at all. Yeah. Exactly. So it, it's like I said, we won't have we won't have so much opportunities. We won't have so much chances. We've we've not been creating so much in, in really. So we will not even against the city we will not create as much. I don't expect to create as much. But if if Lacazette and Aubameyang are at and Pepe are at their, their little breast, then we, we could be able to sniff out a, a result from that game. But whichever way it goes, I am, like I said, I'm more particular to see where we are, how much we have lost due to the break from coronavirus, how much we have not lost because we, we, were, we were on a momentum, we were on the path before we had to shut down. And let's see where we are now in continuing that progression. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's a good. Just speaking about Lacazette and and um, Abamayang as we go into the conversation about the attack. Um, our attack has been okay, fairly good. Abamayang obviously is the second highest goal scorer in the league right now, behind Vardy, I think. Uh, yeah, behind Vardy. Um, Abamayang, we always rely on him to to score. Uh, but. How much of an effect do you think um, Tierney coming back will change our attack from two perspectives? Because Tierney is really um, he, he, he's really good going forward. That's one. Um, he's really good finding players in the box, which is which may, we might have forgotten. But early in the season, when he when he returned after his injury, all those balls he was putting in, especially in Europe. I can remember a few Euro, European. Europa League games, they were really, really good. So that's like a different dimension to our attack. Uh, Abamayang is still playing on the left, at least from what I saw against Chalton. And uh, how, how, how do you think um, Ateta will approach that? So the whole axis between uh, Tierney, Saka and Abamayang down that left side, um, what would you like to see there? 
Uh, so I, I'd like to look beyond the game against Man City. I, I, I'd like to look beyond the game against Man City. I, 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 the game against Man City, I think, will be on the back foot. I, I'll, I'll love to see something different. So I want to look beyond that game. Mm. Um, so the, the way Atleta sets up is to, when in possession, he plays with a 3-4-3. Three, three. Mm. When out of possession, he plays with a 4 it's a four, 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 five, one. Yeah. So now, so that that I, I love to see, and you're very correct. Um, when 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 the few times I watched Tierney, and and this started from when I I got the first information that Arsenal was interested. I saw him in Celtic, and then I watched him play for Arsenal. I I love the fast. I think he's the he's the, he's. The, Closest we have had to Ashley Cole in terms of going forward. Yeah, Katie is really good. I, like I, I think he's the closest we've had to Ashley Cole go, going forward. And the fact that he could whip in those crosses well, uh, and he he isn't that player who needs to get to the byline to whip in the crosses. Whoa. So it, it, it's it's amazing. And the way Adeta um, sets up that such that the, the left fullback is more like a winger when in possession, which allows Mamayang to drop Go into, into yeah. the middle and then support Lacazette as a second striker. And so it, it, it's I, I love to see Saka did it so well. Saka did it so well. I want to see how uh, Tierney uh, responds to that. So I want to see the that that link between Jaka. CNE and Aubameyang, I, I would love to see how how it plays out. Um, it will help, and this will help mainly because we do not have um, a left wing forward right now, someone who who will nail that position. Uh, I, again, I'm keen to see what um, Ateta does with with Martinelli. Um, oh. We all know we all know what a talent he is. Um, oh. We all also were. A little bit worried that he wasn't getting game time on that letter um, for leading to the end of the the COVID nineteen, but you know I, I we I listened to and I rather I watched his um, interview um, over the holiday and then he highlighted how Ateta had some challenges with some of the things he did and his positioning especially in the Europa League games he highlighted yeah. critically. Um, the game against Olympiacos at the Emirates Stadium. So oh. again, I think it's more like um, he's not he's not um, taking up positions that I want him to take. So I I want to see what um, happens over the the course of this season and see um, what that does with with um, Martinelli. I want to see what that does with Riz Nelson. It, it, interestingly, I am. I'm intrigued with the fact that Ateta loves Riz Nelson. You you could see it. You could see he loves Riz Nelson. And the one thing I I can easily up up from my little view of the games he has played is that Riz Nelson is positionally disciplined. He is disciplined positionally. positionally. And when I, from from my watching and following of Pep Guardiola, coaches like that, uh, love players who pay attention to detail. Um, it, it is one challenge Pepe has. Pepe loves to have fun. 
Pepe mm. wants to have fun on the game. And if a player like Pepe wants it, having fun, he's, that's when he's at his best. But coaches, again, want players who pay attention to details because, the like they say, the devil is in the detail. The, the, it's in those little, little details that determine the game. So you see why the, um, Nelson might might um, have a long-term future uh, at Arsenal. If he improves his final balls, if, if Nelson improves in his final balls, which I think Ateta and, and, and the team should be working on, if he improves on his final balls, then we have we have a, a very good player with us there. He's not a fantastic dribbler. He's not no, but I think he has got um, pace. He has got width, and then he has got good crossing ability. So I think we have something good for us going. So it, uh, it's interesting to see what we do in in the next nine games. How we and, and there's the there's the there's the Enketia like I said conversation as well. Because Ediketia, Ediketia seems to have also taken um, some of Lacazette's um, playing time just before uh, COVID struck. And uh, we should also see if that continues um, um, post-COVID. That's, that's another, uh, another interesting angle to, to look out for. I have an interesting angle to that. And you know, someone has asked me yeah, if I would con- um, take up the option of selling a Lacazette for Keita, and I said no. I said no. Mm-hmm. I am not opposed to selling a Lacazette, but I don't think Keita can fill in. I I really don't. I really don't think that the team will be balanced playing in Keita and Bamayang. Oh. Now, I because Lacazette does not score. As many goals as Bamayang, I think mm. he has gotten unfair judgment. I think he has gotten unfair criticism. I think people have um, overlooked what he brings to the team. We have played so many times, and we we have a team with a a very flat midfield, mm. a very flat midfield, a midfield that isn't supporting the attack enough. So most times we have to rely on a center forward who can hold the ball and bring players others to play and Lacazette has done that better than anybody I can remember since Emmanuel Adebayo since Emmanuel Adebayo so uh, again we, we don't give him credit for for that um he, he does that a lot we you only we only get frustrated that sometimes um the number of chances he missed, um, it, it's, it's really, really, you, you could, for a player of his quality, you, you expect more goals from him. Mm. But the games I have seen in Ketia play, and in Ketia, take it from me, in Ketia is an amazing goal scorer. He has mm. this instinct for where the ball will finish. Yeah. Finish it up. So Ketia looks like, like a very young pair of Abamayang. The only difference is that Abamayang has got this pace Ketia does not have. Mm. Ketia has got amazing ability to finish balls. I, I saw his hat trick against Charlton, and yeah. he has got this killer instinct. Um, it, it's been long. It's been long. We saw um, young strikers with such instinct. Um, I think football were moving away from strikers with with such abilities, and then Ketia came along. He has that amazing ability. He he's not the player who will mesmerize you with his build-up play and the rest of them, but he makes those intelligent runs in the box. 
again, so for me, I, I feel it's a case of either Abamayang or on Katia. It both players uh, look like replica of, of one another. Like I said, it'd be something totally different to the team. So you, you I get that feel that if if in the summer we have to say like I said, I think it becomes very, very imperative that we bring a center forward, a traditional center forward back um, into the team. I, I don't know how we're going to do that, but you really want to bring a center forward into the team to if you have to have to let go of Lacazette. But um, with the remaining games, I, I really would think, if you ask me, that Lacazette will, should start above um, ahead of um, Eddie Nketiah. But with Nketiah, you have a player you can call on when the chips are down, and then you know he can get you a goal out of out of nothing. He won't. He could just pop in into some space you didn't see, and then before you know, he he has a goal to his name. Yeah, like I'm just I'm just I'm just watching the well, while you were talking. I just I'm just watching the the game against Portsmouth, and uh, that goal he scored the second. I think he scored the second goal of of a very lovely, uh, and, and that was a really really. Strikers' instinct goal as well. Any, anybody who's forgotten that goal should should just try go watch it again. That that shows you um, how how good and how positionally aware that he is. But again, I can't wait to see what Akseta does with with both both of them. Just to round up, because um, I know you you have stuff to do, and I really appreciate your time. Um, where where do you think we this whole thing is going to end? How do you think we stand a chance of getting into at least fifth place? Because the, 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 the decision on, um, on Man City is uh, scheduled to be released, I think, in the second week of July. So uh, the season might still be on while um, that information comes true. So um, um, do you think we can make at least fifth place, uh, given that we, we, we have like teams like Sheffield and Wolves still um, chasing us for that position with Man, Man, Man United and Spurs as well. Okay, so um, I, I, I was thinking you're going to ask me if we could make top four and I was just going to give you a straight, four. A straight answer. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to give you a straight uh, answer but I would have just said no. And this is me not trying to not trying to um, build unnecessary, un, un, unnecessary hype. Now, mm-hmm. um, I had to I had to take a look at the table again as mm-hmm. you asked that question. Uh, there, there's an eight-point gap between Arsenal and Chelsea at fourth. Yeah. There's a five-point gap between Arsenal and Man United at fifth. Yeah. And so if, if, if that and this is me assuming that Arsenal loses to Man City. Yeah. So you have you have five points to overtake. Uh, mind you, you have. Uh, eight points to overtake Chelsea. Mm. Uh, now, I, I I think Arsenal and Tottenham. Arsenal has been in a better run of form than, than Tottenham, yeah. but with Hurricane back back in the team, um, Song Heung-min back from his uh, military um, composition military assignment. Yeah, he's going to be fitter than he's going to be fitter than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> they, they look they look a, a stronger unit. I, I and then you hope that the the break puts a break into the momentum of of Sheffield Sheffield United. 
and, and Wolves. Those two teams are the dark horses that many people aren't, aren't really paying so much attention to. So, um, now, what Arsenal needs, it, you know, the interesting thing about it is that if Arsenal, by, by any chance, if by any chance, gets a victory at Etihad, they become six automatically. Yeah. They become six automatically. If they get a draw, they will remain ninth, but on the same point with with um, with Tottenham, and just be yeah, down by about um, four, four goals behind. So again, so there's there's a whole lot to play for. There's a whole lot to play for. I do think that fifth place is achievable. I don't I don't think my United has got that consistency. They they require to to nail a place. I don't think um, Tottenham has got that consistency. Now, Arsenal also has not got that consistency. So I think the fifth position is up for the team that is most consistent. Yeah. But however, an Arsenal has got to be more consistent than Manu, considering that Manu has got a five-point advantage. Mm. So Arsenal has got to be more consistent than Manu. To, to close that gap. But it, it is it is sometimes up, up for grabs. You know, a whole lot of people talk about the return of Pogba and the Pogba-Bruno Fernandez partnership. It, it will be a beautiful partnership. It will be a beautiful partnership. But it also could be the Achilles heel of Manchester United. Well, just it say that. Achilles heel. Now, so, uh, does, you have two players two fantastic players who are amazing going forward. Mm-hmm. Who are amazing going forward. And then you have fantastic strikers, um, players like like Rashford, have got blistering space. But Manchester United have shown a weak underbelly over time. They've dropped some very, very not-so-interesting points. So there is there's a team up there for the taking... If if opportunity pops up, so yes, I do think Arsenal can can finish fifth. If if Cass do everyone a favor and upheld the ban <laughs> on, on, yeah. on Man City, then there, there is there's the Champions League spot up for the taking. There's the Champions League up for the taking. Um, it, there's a three points gap between Chelsea and, and Man City, and Chelsea has been one team again that has shown amazing inconsistency. If if there wasn't, if coronavirus didn't happen, if coronavirus didn't happen, it, it would have been a safe bet to say that Chelsea would drop out of the top four. Oh. But the way the league was going then, it would have been a safe bet to, to say Chelsea would would have dropped out of the top four. Coronavirus, I think, has been a very good one for Chelsea. Would they get back to form when the, when the league comes back? Nobody knows. So it, it's it's um we're going into a gamble. Going into a gamble, only that teams like Chelsea and Man City has got an edge in, in the gamble. Let, let's see how the first game goes, first few games goes, and then who knows? So let me answer your question directly again. Do we have a chance for fifth? Yes, we do have a chance for fifth. Do we have a chance for fourth? No, I don't want to think about it. Oh, okay. Just just even thinking of, of players that have come back from this whole coronavirus thing. I think the biggest beneficiaries are are um Man United and um, Spurs uh, getting Pogba and Rashford back is huge for United. I think 
It's really yes, he's he's up as Rashford. Rashford. Rashford is obviously is, is, is just first choice and he's good. And um, Pogba is just the whole emotional conversations around him. His presence there alone just gives them an edge that, that they didn't have. And obviously, um, Bruno Fernandes is, is also good. So And he's just going to be coming into his own at this time as well. So I think the break on paper would have done good for them. I also think Spurs uh, with Son. Son was injured as well for a while. Um, and he's back, uh, or possibly back as well. And uh, King, uh, so, so they should, they should. Let's hope that we can make the best out of it. Just the, a last the, the, question. The first, the first Tottenham game is against Manchester United. Oh, really? <laughs> That's interesting. That's and that, 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 at the same week, Arsenal goes to Brighton. Yeah. So you, you see, uh, there, there, there will be a whole lot of twists and turns. That would um, happen then. That would happen b- before the the end of the season. Yeah. And then, so it's, there's a whole lot of chance for for everyone after Tottenham. My United hosts Sheffield United. If we can get if we can get a draw against City, get a draw against City and beat Brighton, the whole table will be different by the time we go into so, the week third game. Uh, so what we are going into, what we are going into looks like. It, it it reminds what we're going into reminds me of what we had. Um, let me remember that 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 season when when um, Man City won the league with 30 seconds to go, yeah. where you had us fixed on about six different games, yeah. two games for the title, and then about three different games for relegation. Yeah, for relegation, yeah. And <laughs> every minute the tables yeah. were changing. Changing, yeah. It was it was chaotic for people to it, it was for those of us watching from TV, it was yeah. fun. And we were we were feeling pity for those who watching from the stadium. Because yeah. it was chaotic to follow. And so I, I think that's what we're gonna happen towards the end of the season. At the end of every match day, there'll be a whole lot of new permutations to, to, to follow. Every match day brings new permutations because a whole lot of stuff will happen with all the teams teams competing. Yeah, the good stuff. Um, would you take if would you take um, Arsenal not qualifying at all for Europe, or and then focusing properly focusing on the league next season? Uh, would you was that an option that you're willing to take if it means that we say we're going to get Europa? So if you had yes, yes, don't don't bother finishing the question. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. If, if we don't, if we don't get in Champions League, I I want us to get out of the entire thing. The entire thing. Okay. Okay. All right. Great. Thank the you. Europa League. Europa League wouldn't give us funds. Europa League won't yeah. give us funds at all. Then I I I think we are due a major rebuilding work. Yeah. And I I that needs less distraction. I think the Europa League. We have seen it for three seasons now. Um, it's it's a discussion we don't need. Let's let's just move on to other things. Yeah, especially especially because fans if fans are not going to be in the stadium as well, the competition enough is, alone is not profitable, and then you're not making any money from people coming in. And if you don't win it, the only real value is in winning it. And if you don't win, yeah, that's it, that's the only real value winning it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, thank you very much, Ima, for stopping in. Um, I really appreciate your time and uh, all the insights that you've brought as always into the pod. Um, I appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you very much. My pleasure, please. Yeah, to everybody else, uh, football is back. Uh, can't, we can't, I'm sure we can't wait to see the Arsenal play again. And um, let's hope for good times. Have, have a good one. Um, thank you for listening.
And I'm sure at the end of the month, <clears throat> we should have another podcast and regular uh, guests, uh, Moa Mali, uh, Tobiyamo, and Mastermind, who we haven't had for a while, should be back on the pod at the time. Um, for now, um, be good, stay safe, uh, keep your social distance, wash your hands, uh, and once you leave your house or once you get back home, um, just tell someone you love that you love them. It's really important uh, in a time like this. Stay strong. Cheers, everyone.